Prologue. What is discernment of spirits? If we could lift the veil and if we watched with vigilant attention, God would endlessly reveal himself to us, and we should see and rejoice in his active presence in all that befalls us. At every event, we should exclaim, It is the Lord. Jean-Pierre de Cossade Until one time, his eyes were opened a little. We will begin our reflections by exploring the account of Ignatius's conversion on his convalescent bed in Loyola, as he described it years later to one of his companions, Luis Consalves da Camara. This experience is the watershed moment in Ignatius's life. Prior to that moment, his life was directed principally to achieving renown through feats of arms and chivalry. After this experience, Ignatius dedicated himself to the service of the Eternal King and began that quest for holiness which would so bless generations to come. We will read this narrative attentively, focusing especially on the patterns of thought and affectivity contained within it, and all that these reveal about Ignatius's spiritual experience at this crucial moment in his spiritual pilgrimage. It is the moment from which everything else flows in his teaching on discernment of spirits. Wounded during his courageous but ill-fated attempt to battle the French troops in Pamplona, Ignatius had returned to his native Loyola. He undergoes a first and then a second operation on his leg. His health is good in every way except that he cannot stand and is confined to his bed as the slow process of healing occurs. To pass the time, he asks for reading materials. Since his more accustomed reading, centering on the feats of arms and chivalry, is not to be found in the house, he is given more devout books a life of Christ, and a book of the lives of the saints. Lacking another choice, he begins, somewhat reluctantly, to read these books as the long days pass. But gradually his interest is awakened. The following is his description of what takes place as he reads. The emphasis on thoughts and thinking is evident in his account. Quote, as he read them over many times, he became rather fond of what he found written there. Putting his reading aside, he sometimes stopped to think about the things he had read, and at other times about things of the world that he used to think about before. Of the many vain things that presented themselves to him, one took such a hold on his heart that he was absorbed in thinking about it for two or three or four hours without realizing it. He imagined what he would do in the service of a certain lady, the means he would take so he could go to the country where she lived, the verses, the words he would say to her, the deeds of arms he would do in her service. He became so conceited with this that he did not consider how impossible it would be, because the lady was not of the lower nobility, nor a countess, nor a duchess, but her station was higher than any of these. Unquote. The framework of Ignatius's experience here is his extended and intense thought about the things of the world, and one of these in particular. Within these lengthy periods of thought, other faculties in Ignatius are active as well. Affectivity comes into play. The worldly-oriented project takes a strong, quote, hold on his heart, unquote. His imagination, too, is extensively involved as Ignatius considers this worldly project. We may further note the element of unnoticed unreality in all this thinking. Ignatius simply says that he becomes so immersed in thinking about the project that he fails to perceive its radical impossibility. Something already does not ring true in the unfolding of this interior experience. A second project, born of the sacred reading that also occupies Ignatius's thoughts, alternates with the worldly project. Now Ignatius begins to consider imitating with great energy the holy life of the saints. Once again, the focus on thinking is present. Quote, 
Nevertheless, our Lord assisted him, causing other thoughts that arose from the things that he read to follow these. While reading the life of our Lord and of the saints, he stopped to think, reasoning within himself, what if I should do what St. Francis did, what St. Dominic did? So he pondered over many things that he found to be good, always proposing to himself what was difficult and serious as he proposed them. They seemed to him easy to accomplish.